Hello, and welcome to the Profitable Practice Podcast with me, Andrea Maxim, naturopathic doctor turned healthpreneur. And every week, I'm bringing you no-nonsense, no-BS, actionable strategies to create a practice that is not only profitable, but fully sustainable by you. If you're an action taker like me and want to create a practice that is profitable, then you've come to the right place. Hello, hello, hello again, everyone. This is Andrea Maxim with the Profitable Practice Podcast. And today is the episode that I promised after I originally did my first sort of intro to Facebook marketing and Facebook ads. This is the advanced show that I promised everyone. So first and foremost, if you haven't listened to that original show, that was episode 46. So if you go to Maximize Business, .ca forward slash four six. You should be able to find it there. If not, you can just search in the episode list and it is 046 episode. If you can believe we've already recorded almost 60 episodes of this show. I can't believe it myself. Um, so this was really important to me and I reached out to Benjamin right at, I think, the perfect time because I don't know about you guys, but I have been inundated by people talking about these bots, Facebook bots, and I have no clue what they're talking about. I keep hearing it is like the next best thing to email marketing and we don't have to do anything else but do Facebook Messenger bots and people are making, excuse me, tons of money using them. I have no idea what they are. And Zach Spuckler is one of the people that I follow. He's in the same kind of um, group as my James Wedmore people. And he he's launching like a three-hour training session that I signed up for just on the Facebook Messenger bot. And I was like, you know what? Enough's enough. I really got to get somebody I trust to come on the show and talk to us about it. But not only is he going to talk about messaging bots and what that's all about, he's also going to talk about retargeting ads because in all of the programs that I've been purchasing, everyone is also talking about retargeting ads and I have no idea how to do some of these things. I mean, I'm really, really good at tech. I'm not great at everything. Once I get a handle on this, I'm sure I'll get better and it is definitely something that the remainder of this year is gonna be focusing on is really learning how to create and drive traffic, traffic, excuse me, through Facebook ads. And we're gonna do it not only um, internationally, but I'm also gonna be trying it locally to start to grow my practice. So I will keep you guys posted on that. Um, but. Without further ado, we are going to jump on with Benjamin Blackman. I always like to just say that uh, who sponsors every podcast and this time it is going to be my five day lead magnet challenge. So again, if you go to the website maximizebusiness.ca forward slash resources, you'll see my programs right kind of halfway down the page there. And one of them is my five day lead magnet challenge. Now I did this back in January 
and we did it live. So what I did was I just repackaged it all so you guys can buy it anytime you want to. So when you purchase the product, you're gonna get all of the emails that I sent out and every email is basically like a day-to-day -day task of what you need to do to get your five-day lead magnet created in five days. Now, because you're buying the whole five days in one package, you should be able to whip out a, a lead magnet no problem in a couple of hours. That's how simple I made it happen. And some of the comments that people were saying was, I've never been able to complete my lead magnet because of this. I couldn't believe how easy it was. You laid out all the steps and I've actually accomplished it, made it, put it out there, and I'm starting to get leads already. So that was the whole reason why I put that out there for you. So if you're just kind of getting stuck with, how do I make a lead magnet? What are my options? What's the dialogue I should be using? What does my follow-up sequence look like? And of course, how do I set up my campaign? A lot of those answers are in the five-day lead magnet program. So you can go to my website, maximizebusiness.ca forward slash resources, and check it out there. And and you get to watch all five days worth of videos. You also get to watch, or not watch, listen to and download all of my emails as well. So that is definitely something that you can check out, but I'm not gonna go any further. The reason why that particular program is sponsoring the podcast is because it is very, very much interconnected with why we would run a Facebook ad. So if you don't have a lead magnet yet, it's gonna be kind of harder for you to run a Facebook ad to anything. So this is kind of working in tandem and getting you going. So again, you can take serious accelerated action. So let's start talking to Ben. Hi, Ben. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. This was what we promised. We did our last um, podcast call all about just how to set up a Facebook ad, and you walked us through it so beautifully from start to finish, and so many people loved that show, but I promised that we weren't going to get advanced until today. So now we're going to talk about all the advanced stuff when it comes to running Facebook ads. Does that sound cool? That sounds good to me. And as I recall, you had to hold me back on the last episode. So I did. So now it's fair game. Everything we're going to talk about, whatever you want to talk about. And before we get into it, just in case people didn't um, listen to that first show, which I, of course, recommend that you do, introduce yourself again one more time. Okay. And uh, before I do that, I just want to tell you, you know, if you ever hear me on virtually any podcast or any interview that I've ever done, I say the same thing. And that's important for all of us to tell the same story because that's how people engage with us. And the more they hear it, the more they connect. So it'll be the same story. So the short of it is, is that um, I got into Facebook ads kind of by default. And I was doing Google AdWords for a long time. And some of my clients said, hey, what about these Facebook ads? And I'm like, no, no, no. It's interruption marketing. You know, nobody wants to be interrupted. And, they're, you know, that's not why they're on Facebook. And so not long, much longer after that, a couple of them said, hey, we're going to do Facebook ads anyway. So, you know, they were going to hire somebody else. And I said, oh, well, OK, I'll do it. And so about three months or so after Facebook ads came out, I started doing Facebook ads for them. And I don't think I said this before, but the short of that is, is that my very first ad, I hit a home run. Mm -hmm. Right. And I thought, oh, well, this is going to be easy, you know, like mm -hmm. everything else. Right. And I just happened to hit a home run. But the second one subsequently tanked. I mean, totally bombed, right? So Facebook ads is a journey just like any other marketing platform. Yeah. So there you go. That's yeah. How 
So, and one of the things that we highlighted, which again, I want to re-emphasize based on that exact same statement that you just made is when it comes to Facebook ads, you have to give it time for the algorithm to catch. You have to be willing to spend the money to figure out, you know, how to do well in Facebook because of course, when Facebook marketers are trying to sell something to you, they always sell, oh, I'm getting, you know, new leads at 30 cents a lead, but you don't start out that way. Yeah. I mean, it's rare. It's rare. You have to have, I think somebody defined that as an irrationally passionate audience uh, to get that. And most audiences aren't that way, at least not initially, mm -hmm. until you, you know, brand yourself with them and they love you, mm -hmm. right? So you're, you're very very right hitting the nail on the head with that and I think it's very important for people to remember you know this is you know you're gathering data either it's good data or bad data I mean you're gathering data to figure out what to do next mm -hmm. and uh, these shotgun approaches of just trying to hit it all at one time is a tough it's a tough thing to do you know mm -hmm. and sometimes you will like just like what I just said sometimes you'll hit a home run immediately and yeah. sometimes maybe you won't um, but you know you've got to stay at it and stay, and stay consistent Right. And time to work, like you just said, give give the ads a chance. Yeah. You know, a lot of times we don't. We're impatient. <laughs> and then the other thing that people do is when it doesn't work, they panic. They either stop the ad or they change the ad. And again, just remind us what are the ramifications of changing your ad too much, and then of course stopping it before it's even had a chance to kind of get a good grip. Right. So yeah. So changing it, what well, it depends on what you're changing. Okay, so Facebook, they are, believe it or not, they're trying to put the ad, do what you want, right? Mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're just saying, okay, if, if you're telling them, I'm trying to get people to opt in, and I want this segment of people to opt in, and Facebook is trying to serve the ads to people who are going to take that action. So when you tell Facebook, you say, okay, I, I'm targeting these interests, and now, you know what, I'm going to change the age range on that, mm -hmm. or I'm going to change the interest on that or something then Facebook has to go back in and reconfigure because they're saying okay wait a minute they don't really want these people they want these people mm -hmm. and so uh, whenever you make those kind of changes then you have to let allow it to reconfigure itself and that's usually in the ad set level okay, okay? Um, when you change things like your copy or your image or something that's different you can do that you just don't want to do it a lot mm -hmm. because if you do <laughs> it'll be tough for you to figure out what worked and what didn't. Right. right. And it takes a long time to, and you have to track it, you know, and that, yeah. that's the kick to it all. So let's talk about now some of the advanced techniques when it comes to using Facebook ads. So for most of us, all we want to do is just start, get it going. That's where the first show came into play. But mm -hmm. on this show, I really wanted to pick your brain about this whole idea of retargeting. Facebook ads because this is something that I hear a lot of the people in the online space saying well we make our Facebook ads to promote it and then we do retargeting ads when people potentially look at our pages but don't buy and we want to catch them again can you walk us through like pretend I have no concept at all of what a retargeting ad is and how you would go about creating those ads please okay so let's talk about just real quick who you can retarget Right, so that that's important, and the the typical groups that you can retarget are one, you can retarget your email list. So you have an email list, you know, with wherever it is, you can download that and then turn around and upload it into Facebook. 
and Facebook will match those names with whatever they have on record. Right. And so you can account for about 70%. You're not going to get everybody, but about 70% is a good rule of thumb. So that's that's one thing. And so I'm just going to talk about the creation of audiences real quick, and then right. I'll how to do it. And so the second one that a lot of people don't think about or they um, haven't ever considered, if you have a LinkedIn following that is very that's your ideal client or for the most part okay and it's not gonna work for everybody I mean if you add all everybody to LinkedIn that's not gonna work but if you if you're kind of selective and they're mostly your ideal type clients you can actually download those contacts and then turn around and upload those into Facebook Wow! Now, I know and it's not perfect for everybody because you know again not everybody does it that way but you can do that and a lot of people overlook it and also um, you can download just your own email contacts, right? Whether you have Gmail or wherever they are and upload those as well. Oh. And so, yeah, it's kind of neat. All so, these things I'm learning, I had no idea. Well, the, the cool thing that you can do with those and you can do with any of the other ones I'm getting ready to talk about is you can create an audience that looks like those people as well to, mm -hmm. to extend that. But we'll, we'll get there in a second. So some of the other audiences that you can... I do are people who have you know who have engaged with your page in one way or another your business page so um, you know whether they've liked it visited commented whatever it is you can create an audience in the audience sections in Facebook and it'll ask you those specific questions and so um, what a lot of what a lot of what I do is um, people who do their Facebook lives right so they take their Facebook live we strategically um, boost it for lack of a better word or we strategically mm -hmm. promote it and then as people start to view it I create a retargeting audience that retargets them to an ad pretty quick mm. right? I don't want it to wait because out of sight out of mind right kind of thing, right especially people who really don't know you yet right and so so we immediately set up a retargeting ad so it's really retargeting is nothing more than setting up an audience and running your ad to that audience. That's it. That's now, does Facebook know when they've actually taken action so the retargeting will stop for that individual? So, what, what we normally do is, is we create an exclusion audience to go along with it. Okay. So, if, if we have the Facebook pixel installed, and let's just say it's an opt-in, let's use that for ease. Let's just say we're giving away something for free. And so we have a landing page and then we have a thank you page. So what we're going to tell fate, we're going to create an audience of the people who visit the thank you page. And we're, when we're in our ad set level, we're actually going to be able to select them and exclude them from being shown more ads. Okay. They don't get to keep seeing it. Okay. So this is the part where I get a little bit confused. So first and foremost, for those people, that have no idea again of Facebook stuff. What is the Facebook pixel and why is it important? So this is the mistake that I know a lot of people will make is they will put the Facebook pixel on the registration page. But what you should do is track them on the thank you page to see if they've actually made the full conversion, correct? Well, that's partly correct, yes. Okay. <laughs> so then I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that there's there's different methods, right? And it's it's not to say that I'm right 100% or somebody else's or whatever. Right. So the Facebook pixel is designed to be on every page. Okay, okay. So you have a base pixel, 
Now, it used to be you had multiple pixels, and that there was a lot of confusion, but now they've Facebook's moved on over. So there's just one pixel. You put it on every page. And there's lots of reasons for that. But um, part of the reason could be is that maybe you want to retarget people who visited that landing page, but they didn't make it to the thank you page. You want to retarget them with another freebie. Like they expressed some interest, but maybe it just didn't hit them mm -hmm. right. So you want to get something else. I mean, that, maybe that's the reason. Or maybe you want to exclude them from seeing the ad again. Maybe you're like, hey, if they didn't opt in the first time, they're not getting it again. Right. So you have that, if you, have, if you don't have the pixel installed on that page, then you can't do that. So let me stop you right there. So you can create lists based on what pixel those people look at. What page they looked at, because the pixel will be the same. Correct. Yes. And that okay. way you can develop those exclusion ads to mm -hmm. know who's going to see what. That's right. So what we're actually doing with this Facebook pixel is we're just communicating with these people the right way, as opposed mm -hmm. to just continuously wasting our money, showing it to the same people over and over again who legitimately aren't interested. We're speaking a different language to different subsets of people, and we can mm -hmm. track them with whichever pixel they look at, mm -hmm. which is yeah. why retargeting ads is so important. Mm -hmm. That's okay. right. It's, it's the no like and trust you know, age old marketing stuff that, you know, the, they've got to get to know you. They got to like you. They got to feel good with you because they're not searching for you. Mm -hmm. So they're not on Google searching you. Right. And finding you that you get instant credibility there or some credibility on Facebook. You don't get that necessarily. Yeah. Cause you, you interrupted their, you know, they're, they're looking at their pictures of their friends, kids or whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that's, that's the difference between those two. And, and I was just going to say that, you know, there are other things in Facebook that you can retarget, but they're most of the things that probably you guys won't use. But if you have an app, because I, I can't tell you how many people have had apps, even people I would never thought. If you have that, you can retarget them too. Huh. Um, so, yeah. And if then we can also that. do um, audiences based on people that come to your website, correct? Uh-huh. Yeah, and that's what the pixel's for. Okay. So if you don't do anything else, right, install the pixel today. There's a million YouTube videos out there on how to do it, okay, regardless of whether you're using Wix or you're using WordPress or whatever it is, please install it because at least it can be gathering some of that data now versus mm -hmm. later. So let's talk about that. If that's the one thing that we're going to do, we're installing the pixel onto the home page of my website. How do I set it up in the back end to start collecting that data? So you, what you do is, is you go into um, the audiences section of the ads manager, yep. and then there will be a section in there where you can create a custom audience, and then it'll say something like website activity, sure. and then it, it'll just do your whole site. Because excuse me, when you install the Facebook pixel, you add, the way that it's installed is it's actually on all pages. Mm -hmm. So you can you can set it up in the section the audience's section to say, okay, I just want to retarget or I just want to collect data on people who visited just these certain pages, these certain URLs or all of it or whatever. And okay. You can Very cool. Now yes. you're gonna talk about lookalike audiences a little yes. bit more. Yeah, so lookalike audiences can be very powerful, but they're not the end-all, be-all, as is nothing really is. Mm -hmm. And what I mean is that lookalike audiences are only as good as the data that 
you give to make the look-alike. Mm-hmm. So rules of thumb are it's hard to make a good look-alike audience with less than a thousand people in the base audience. Okay. Okay. So if you have an email list, now if, you, if you're in a highly niche, highly targeted market, it might work, but for most, it's it won't. So if you you have to have at least a thousand people, and then you take those, you upload that email list into Facebook, they match them, and then it'll actually ask you at that point if you want to create a look-alike. And you what they'll do is, is you can create segments like these are the top one percent of people who look just like the people that are on your mm-hmm. email list. And that's all it is. Mm-hmm. So they match all kinds of different things, all kinds of data that we have no idea what they're matching, right? And so theoretically, the people who look like your email list should respond in the same way. Right. So what about people that don't have a thousand people? So again, we can capture it from our Gmail list, our LinkedIn profile, any other ways that people have created the ability to make that lookalike audience? Yeah, so you, and I, I didn't want to necessarily discourage you, discourage people if they don't have a thousand, because I have seen them work well with three hundred. Okay. Okay, you can do that. I just meant I wouldn't spend a huge amount of money towards it unless I knew it worked. Sure. Yeah, unless they're highly responsive. Okay. Um, but you can create lookalikes based off your Facebook pixel, um, or you know, video views. You've got Facebook Lives out there. You can create lookalikes off them as well. Awesome. Uh, so that makes it kind of easy. And then um, the other thing that you had mentioned that I wrote down was boosting posts. So it seems like every single day Facebook is telling me to boost my posts because it looks like posts that other people have boosted. But boosting in a lot of ways can be a total waste of money. So let's talk about the pros and cons of boosting posts. Well, I guess in the, you know... Years ago, when you hit the boost, you really had no options. I mean, and basically, Facebook chose where it would go, and it was good luck if it was getting in front of the right people, right? Like, lots of people might be looking at it, but are they the right people or not? Mm-hmm. So, Facebook has allowed now that you can actually you can boost it more strategically um, by selecting certain interests and so forth. The only challenge with that is if you boost it straight from your page, is that you still don't have all the options that you're going to have. If you instead create an ad and select the post to be the ad, okay. And so with that, you're up, you have a lot more options. Like you know, we're talking about using exclusion audiences and so forth. I mean, maybe that's what you're wanting to do. Mm-hmm. Well, you're going to need to go into Power Editor and do that. Yeah. Well, what you can actually do an ads manager now, but um, but either way, you know, you, it's, you can't do it from the boost page. And so I, I like boosting personally. I mean. I just like doing it strategically with a purpose. I don't like just do it haphazardly because Facebook said, "Hey, yeah, what you thing? You know, um, if it has a purpose, then yes, because getting in front of the right people. Because what are you doing? You're trying to get in front of the right people. Then you can retarget those people to what you want to send them to. Mm-hmm. So, That's give us an example of what a Facebook post without a purpose looks like, so we don't do that. Because I think this is where people are falling into that trap. Of just boosting for the sake of boosting. So I, um, I, you know, I have a lot of really cool clients, you know, and they create a lot of content. Mm-hmm. But sometimes their content really has no meaning, meaning it's not a marketing thing. They're just trying to get whatever it is to help other people out there. That's mm-hmm. what they're trying to do, and that's okay. But that doesn't necessarily mean that 
something that you want to put out in front of everybody because maybe it's designed for your specific people who are, follow your page. Yeah. It's not designed for the mass audience out there who has no idea who you are or what the heck you're talking about and they don't care. Right. Okay. So that that's kind of what I'm talking about. So if you're putting a post out there that would be good to attract other people into your world, whether that's just looking at the post or whether that's getting on your email list, you know, then, then that's something that you want to go ahead and promote. But if it's something that's just kind of, you're just giving content because you love giving content and giving value to your people, but it's not necessarily something that people outside of your initial group would relate to because they haven't been in your world yet, then I'd leave those alone. Fair enough. Okay. Now, is there anything else about retargeting that you think we've missed? Well, do it. I mean, <laughs> just, just do it. Try it. Yeah. Figure it out. I mean, it's, it's important, okay, because the days of one-shot ads out there for now are gone because the Facebook news feed, you know, it's full. Yeah. So what's going to happen is, is they'll, you know, it's just going to be a cost increase. So each person that visits your website that, that gets on your email list has become monumentally more valuable now. True. Because it's going to be easier to get in front of them. Yeah. Okay. Now, I will say this. I just want to qualify something about retargeting. With retargeting, if you if it's a small number, it is very easy to spend too much money on them. And what I mean by that is, is you show them the ad too many times a day. There's a yeah. metric that's called frequency. And if your frequency is creeping up past three, um, then that means they're seeing the ad on average up to three times a day. That's too many for most. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, one, two, three max is about all you want to do. And so you, you can kind of compensate for this by choosing the right Facebook objective. Um, maybe this is getting a little too no, far into it, but this is what but we're here one, for. There's one that's called reach, uh, although they're taking that away. Uh, but in the ad set level, even if you're doing a link click or a conversion campaign, you can optimize it for reach which means it'll only show it to them once a day. So you just have to keep an eye on it, that's all. Mm -hmm. Because you don't want to get a bunch of complaints. I mean, that's you know that's not the goal of it. Yeah. One other thing I wanted to mention about retargeting, I'm sorry if I'm going a little long on that. No, no. Is that if you, like say, say you get somebody to opt in and then you have an email sequence, right? Like say you have a five part email sequence after that. I mean, how many people actually read the emails, right? I mean, mm -hmm. The best ones, I've, I mean, I, I do see people that have like 60, 70% open rates on the first one, but they usually taper off sure. and step in 15 to 20% maybe. So that means that six, somewhere between you know, 70, 80% of the people are never opening those emails. Right. One cool thing that you can do with retargeting is, is when you send out the email, you can run a retargeting ad that day to that same group with just the email as the copy. Yeah. Yep. So, hey, in case you missed the email, you know, here it is. You know, here's what I sent out this morning. Yeah, so valuable. So I like that. I mean, I like that strategy a lot. I use it a lot. Mm -hmm. so, it's just another way to get in front of people. <laughs> so a huge, huge other reason why I wanted to bring you on the show is, excuse me, this whole new fangled thing called Messenger Bots. Now, I don't know how long they've been around, but it's been like blowing up my podcast feeds. Everyone's talking about it. 
I have no friggin' idea what it is, and yet everyone's saying it's like the next best thing. So could you break down what a messenger bot is and what it's all about and what your thoughts are on it? Okay. I, I mean, there's different bots, for one thing. And a bot is a robot. So ultimately, well, yeah. no. Yeah. Yes. And, and to me, I mean, the easiest way for me to explain it is for most people, most solopreneur types, it's going to be an autoresponder of sorts, mm -hmm. right? So um, one, that one of my clients, what we do is, excuse me, one of the things that we do is she puts up, a, um, she does a Facebook Live every week. And in the Facebook Live, she'll say, you know, um, just respond yes in the comment and I'll send you your private link to sign up for my free thing, right? Somebody types yes in the comment, and there's an automatic response back, customized, saying, hey, thanks for responding, here's your private link, and here you go. That's one way to do that. Um, does that make sense? Yes, but I just don't know how it works. Okay. So it's, there's a couple of different ways. There's a You can actually program it into Facebook, okay, if you know how to do that. I have no idea how to do that. I'm, let somebody else do that, right? So it's smarter than me. But you can sign up for different services like MiniChat, which has a free service. Yes. And, okay, and play around with it. And so it's very handy from a customer service standpoint. Um, just remember it won't replace it because you don't know, you know, if they keep responding back, you may not have, you know, know what all those responses back are going to need to be. Right. Right. And so it'll also allows you to get in front of them via Facebook Messenger on a more period or more regular basis. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you can actually send out almost like an announcement. Um, one person does it, had a, and, it, and this has been going on for a year and something that I know of. Um, but one person that does it very effectively, or at least to me, mm -hmm. is Russell Brunson. Okay. So, if you follow Russell Brunson or you follow ClickFunnels, you'll you'll get bots, and they do it effectively because they do not, or at least in my opinion, they don't bombard you with mm -hmm. it. Um, but yet, it's very informative and another way to get in front of your clients. You know. And um, if I'm not mistaken, the only way that a bot would reach out to you is if you've engaged with them in some way, shape, or form in the last one to two days. Correct? Yes. Yes, it's within a short time frame. And well, I mean that's what it's supposed to be, right? right. So, but yeah, well, the short answer is yes. That's true. Okay. You know, and you can, but you can't, and so you don't want to keep bombarding them with stuff, right? Um, I mean, that's the whole thing. And Facebook doesn't. Facebook is really centered on the user experience, and if it feels like the user experience is becoming poor due to it, you can count on that going away or that being modified or something. Okay. Um, so you just want to be cautious with it. That That's all because some people right now feel like it's an intrusion mm. um, more than an invited thing that they ask for. When you're doing it without them asking, right? When you're doing, when you've got them, they've engaged your page, but they don't realize, you don't, haven't really opened up that door yet. I hope that made sense. Yes. <laughs> so let's say somebody just comes to my page and they don't do anything, could I send a messenger bot to them that way or it has to be uh, a comment? They yeah, they got to okay. interact with you. Got it, got it, okay. Um, and I was reading something that that was kind of cool, like they messaged 1-800-Flowers, I think it was Zuckerberg actually, I think that's how he tested it live. Mm. 
he messaged one eight hundred flowers and said that he wanted to order these flowers, and that's you know that messaged him back and said okay, you know, and that's that's how that interaction worked. That's a bot. Oh. You know, interesting. Uh, and you can do stuff like that. But like I said, for most of us, it's going to be a, our most solopreneurs. It's going to be about um, you know getting people to opt in and getting people to engage with us personally. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a big part of it. Is is I in the grapevines I've been hearing everyone saying, well, this is going to replace email marketing and all this other stuff, but it isn't. Let's hope it doesn't. I yeah. mean, I, I certainly wouldn't want to count my marketing in any one platform. You know, uh, you know, because there's too many things can change. Yes. Right. And I always compare it to, uh, and I say this all the time. Another story I say all the time. Do you, I don't know if you remember. Do you remember broadcast broadcast facts? No. Exactly. <laughs> there were people making it millions with broadcast facts, and this is in the U.S. now. Yes. And then, you know, overnight, literally, they walked in the next day, and it was against the law, and their business was gone. Wow. So you don't know what can happen out there. So. You know, you got to hedge your bets. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't count on bots being the end-all, be-all. At least yeah. not yet. And I was listening to Zach Spuckler's podcast. He was talking about bots, and he was just like, even with Periscope. Periscope had its heyday, and everybody was all over it, and now uh-huh. nobody really cares. So if you're putting all of your business into one new thing, that's a really bad idea for exactly what you said. You know, with the way technology is moving – Things are getting popular and unpopular literally by the hour. So yeah. you have to be so careful. It, it is, and and but and at the same token, I you know, and I've mentioned this before we were, the call actually started. But I, you know, I, when people ask me about it, I usually say, "Have you mastered getting people on your list from your newsfeed yet?" Mm-hmm. Because if you haven't, that's where I would start. Yeah. You now master that, and then let's let's move forward. Um, but there's a lot more applications that you can use with the bots to really help grow your business. I like mean, what? well, I mean, just the, the whole interaction of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, the ability to to um, communicate back and forth with a client or a potential client in in one fell swoop in that setting when they're hot on wanting right. to talk to you. That's the key to it. I mean, the difference with email is they got to go back and check their email or yeah. not. Right? They're going to open it. Then maybe they're probably going to see the message. Yeah, I mean that's that's the key to that. So. And the free service that you said we could check out is called Mini Chat. Yeah, M A N Y C H A T dot com. Oh, many M A N Y. Yeah, there's that yeah. twang. <laughs> you gotta get used to it. <laughs> now, is there anything else about Facebook ads, bots, anything else that you found to be so incredibly um, crucial that we need to be looking into that we should be implementing in our business um, that you've just found to be maybe not necessarily a game changer but something that you said you know even collecting the um, the pixel audience off of your website like what are some other key things that we should be doing because this is where a lot of my um, clients and people that are reaching out to me are asking is I know I'm supposed to be doing it I don't know how to do it. I don't have my lead magnet set up, so I don't even know what kind of an ad to make. But you're saying you don't necessarily have to have an ad to start collecting data and start collecting things. So what are some other things that we could do, like literally today, to get into the game space? All right. So the, I'm going to talk about two things there. One, and, and just remind me of it just a minute, but yes. one of them is going to be Facebook Live, okay? But the first thing that I would, I would really think about is um, – 
is knowing your numbers. It is you have to understand what you are willing to pay per lead mm-hmm. and, and your your client acquisition costs because as you were talking about earlier, people said I got thirty cent you know opt-ins here and there, and you know I just ran a webinar for somebody who our opt-ins. I mean we we put six hundred people on it for like three hundred bucks, yeah. and it surprised me. I mean I wasn't expecting that. But she has a really rabid fan base, and even the cold audience was is is that way. And you know, I wasn't expecting that, but that's not what typically happens, right? But that's what we the stories that we hear. Yes, that's what we. I mean, I hear them too. So um, when you, once you understand what the what the most you're willing to pay, then you have some leverage there, and you can understand how much you you can spend on your ads or how much you're going to need to. Mm-hmm. Facebook ads will really benefit you once you know what you can do with them, once you can figure out how much you can spend on them and your client acquisition costs. And more often than not, you have to back into that number. Yeah. Right? So if you're selling a, and I'm just throwing it out there, if you're selling a $500 program, are you, and I'm just throwing it, are you willing to spend $250 to acquire a client? Mm-hmm. I mean, is that it? Is that enough for you? Is a two-to-one return enough? Yeah. You know? And if, if it's not, why not? You know, I mean, is it, is it extra work for you? I mean, what's the problem? Why is that not enough? Yeah. And so um, that's kind of, uh, you know, I, I usually look at whatever, you know, when I'm looking at a client's stuff, I'm like, okay, and I usually use a two-to-one kind of return. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where I like to start. I mean, we all want the 10-to-1, the 20-to-1, the 50 sure. And sometimes that happens. But if it doesn't, am I good with this? Mm-hmm. Is it still going to be very profitable to do it this way? So that's, that's the one thing I would you know, highly considered. The other thing is, is that, so if you don't have a lead magnet, you don't have an email list. And, and uh, so a couple things that you can do is you can grow a group. You know, you don't have to have an email list to do that. If you want to start a Facebook group and engage Facebook group, you can grow that. Um, the other thing is, is you can still use um, Facebook video uh, live or any other engagement on your page and promote those. You don't have to have a specific call to action right there because you're going to be able to retarget not everybody, but most of those people. Mm-hmm. So, in a sense, you're building your list. You just don't know who they are, right? And and you don't know how responsive they're going to be. That's the, the downside. And I, one thing that's kind of cool though is it's a quick win. It's like when you start seeing people watching your video, it's like, hey, this is pretty cool. Yeah. So it's kind of an incentive to get your other stuff done, so that you can, you know, move them through your your funnel process, whatever that is. And can I poke your brain a little bit or pick your brain a little bit for Facebook Live? Yeah. Have you found that there's any um, strategy to which to execute a good Facebook Live video? Like length, dynamic, what you're saying, you know, anything like that? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, there is. I mean, it, it, it comes down to value. As long as you're giving value, it could be as long as it needs to be, you know, however long the maximum is. But, you know, if you're, um, and it also depends on the type of audience that you have as well. You have to know your audience. Like for my particular demographic, for most people that I do sell this one particular product, I know they like a longer video. Yeah. Me personally, though, I don't, right? I'm like, about 10 minutes is all I can handle. Yeah. You know, I'm off into something else. And that's okay. Um, the, the, the thing about the cool thing about Facebook Live in general is, especially from a retargeting standpoint, is you can specify 
how long they watch the video if they're going to be eligible to retarget. Cool. Uh, they only watch 25% or maybe they watch 50% or whatever it is, yeah. five or 10 seconds. Um, and so you really have to see what the engagement is like with your audience is what it comes down to. And as, but as long as you can deliver valuable content, as long as it needs to be, is okay. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Anything else that you can think of that we could easily start to implement now or that you think we should talk about when it comes to advanced strategies with using our Facebook? Well, not just specifically with Facebook. I mean, there's other strategies that you can use in combination with Facebook. And so the, the thing I, I tell you is, is that I wouldn't jump on everything else until you got this one figured out. For, for now, Facebook mm -hmm. is probably going to be the best place for most people. Yeah. Okay. Because it's relatively simple, relatively, not perfect. And to get, just to give you an idea, like the last campaign that I ran, I hired somebody else to do it. Right. I, I run my own campaign. And, and the reason is, is because I get too emotionally attached to it. I'm just like everybody else. Yeah. You know, I'm like, it's been two hours and nobody clicked on right. it. Right. You know, or something crazy like that. So becoming emotionally detached from your Facebook ads is an important thing. Um, and just that's why knowing the numbers, because you can look at the numbers and say, well, the number's here, so we're okay, or the number's here and we're not okay. Mm -hmm. Make your changes accordingly. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think that's a crucial thing that a lot of us miss, me, me included. I mean, I, I, I'm as guilty as anybody. Yeah. So. And you said there was other things that if we get Facebook ads, we could start getting into. Yeah. So, you know, um, because... You know, not everybody stays on Facebook all day, right? So, what if your ad was appearing on some other sites mm -hmm. right, that that your that your visitors are going to? I mean, those things are kind of important, or they're going to YouTube and they're able to see a video right after they visit yeah. Facebook, whatever it is. So, there's things that you can expand into, okay. um, help and brand yourself and get get more exposure. But I, I wouldn't worry about that until I knew my Facebook was working. Now, while we're talking about that, because this is a question I always have, is they always, in the ad, they say, do you want to make Instagram ads as well? So Instagram and Facebook are owned by Zach, right? Mark, sorry. Mark Zuckerberg. So yeah. what does... Or, either way. Pardon? Sorry, I was making fun of you. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, so is there something to be done differently for it to be a good Instagram ad versus a Facebook ad? Yeah, so... When you're making an ad and you go into the ad set level, you make the decision of where you want that ad to appear, right? In the news feed, in Instagram, audience network, whatever. So remember that Instagram, the way the ad looks is completely, not completely, but it's different than Facebook. So if you're going to run an Instagram ad, you want to separate that out and run it separate than your Facebook okay. ad for the most part. Now, um, the audience responsiveness on Instagram is different, okay? Meaning that, and that another thing that happens is people tend to compare their Facebook metrics to their Instagram metrics, and that's not a fair comparison okay. because you're talking about a different platform with different mindset for the people who are on it. Yeah. Okay, so Instagram does work. I do tend to see higher costs with it for most markets, though, mm -hmm. all right? Now, where I don't, where the lower ones are, is um, ironically, is is people who tend to have a lot of visual stuff with it. So, nutritionist type people tend to have like a lot of food stuff on there, and yeah. that's usually a good thing for Instagram because okay. it's a highly visual thing. That's what it is. Right. 
Um, but say you're doing financial services, yeah, you, you it's, it's not going to, you know, I mean, I wouldn't even fool with it. Yeah, okay. But again, until I know I've got it hammered out and figured out in Facebook, I wouldn't even fool with Instagram. Got it. For Thank now. you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ben, for coming back on again and sharing us, sharing with us, excuse me, your wisdom and keeping us focused and also helping to answer some of the questions that I had about some of those advanced features. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much. Now, if anybody did want to get in contact with you, pick your brain, maybe hire you to help them with their Facebook ads, what are some of the best ways to do that? Well, they can always message me on Facebook. So I tell people that the good thing about doing Facebook ads is I'm on Facebook all the time. Right. But the bad thing about doing Facebook ads is I'm on Facebook all the time. <laughs> uh, so it's Ben Blackman, B-L-A-C-K-M-O-N, uh, just so you know. But they can always message me or go to One Focus Marketing, and it's O-N-E, focusmarketing.com. You can email me, Ben, at One Focus Marketing. And that's why I call it One Focus, because focus on one thing at yeah. a time and getting that dialed in before you move on to the next one. Beauty. All right. Thanks so, so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Bye. So that's it. Basically, now you guys can go out and run your Facebook ads no problem. And between this episode and episode 46, you guys should all be Facebook masters. I wish it was that easy. I wish I could tell you 100% I know how to run Facebook ads. I don't. One of the biggest things that I've learned, though, is you do have to get comfortable with you know, spending a little bit more money than you want to in the beginning to really get a clear idea of your target market, watching your numbers, watching your conversions, doing all of that stuff. Failure to do so will mean you just continue to essentially piss money away. And Facebook is not, you know, the enemy. That Facebook is not trying to screw you over and take all of your budget away. It's all about you and on the back end, how are you actually engaging your audience? Are you targeting them correctly? You know, are you offering them something that they actually want? Does your landing page match what the Facebook ad looks like? So there's so many pieces that come into play. What I can say is I've outsourced it to people and that was a ton of money I've done it myself and I've been able to recoup at least the investment with things that I was selling online. So it is definitely possible to get a handle on it. Am I the expert? No. Am I afraid of doing it? Also no. So I can definitely hold your hand if you're having issues with that. But as I said, I am not the go-to gal when it comes to Facebook ads. I do strongly encourage you though to not let something that's unknown, something that you've never tried before, something that is actually gonna cost you money, prevent you from doing it. Because the way I look at it is, Facebook ads are something that will, that are just insanely good at putting you right in front of the audience you wanna to talk to. It's not like paper advertising, it's not like just sending out an email to your list, it's really getting it in front of the demographics of the exact person that you want to talk to. You can put it right down to those people that just posted that they got married, that just had a baby, that just graduated. I mean, it's insane what Facebook collects from you and therefore puts every data point into a pool that you can now access when it comes to ads. The other thing is, is I don't want people to not do it because you don't like seeing ads come up on your Facebook. It is 
like a commercial. We are having to advertise just like the TV would, but the TV and TV commercials just aren't the way that we're advertising anymore. I mean, everybody has PVRs, so we're skipping a lot of those things, or streaming, we're skipping a lot of those things. So now email, social media, Facebook ads, YouTube ads, those have all become the brand new commercials. And it's very easy for anyone to hide your ad if they don't like it, but do not make the assumption that people don't wanna hear from you or see what you're up to or see what it is that that you have to offer. And I think your spend on a Facebook ad is still going to be significantly better than putting a ton of money into perhaps um, doing, you know, business card ads or doing a lot of paper advertising, whether it's in a newspaper or posters or even brochures and business cards. Um, typically, the return on a Facebook ad is usually at the very, very minimum one-to-one. -one. Some people are getting two-to-one and then as Ben said, I mean there are those cases where you can get ten-to-one which is pretty good. But in order to get those odds you have to start playing the game. So don't let the scariness of a Facebook ad prevent you from putting a little bit of money in the game. It's all a write-off in the end because you're running a business stop you from actually taking those next steps. And I would love, love, love to review your copy. And so this is my next plea to you, is do not become one of those people that takes all this information, again, you're really excited to take it into action, you're really excited to do something with it, you're gaining the courage to actually put something out there and let people know what it is that you have to offer, and then you, backstep and you let your mind kind of take you into those negative places where it just prevents you from doing anything. And even taking little baby steps is at least progressing your business forward as opposed to going backwards or not moving at all. And I do not want you to be just a typical person listening to another podcast, wishing that were me getting those results and you're not doing anything about it. I want you to be one of those atypical top five percenters that want to take serious accelerated action. And if you want me to help you, and I will, go through your copy, go through your landing page, go through your Facebook ad, not the campaign part, like what you're actually setting it up as, but go through what it actually looks like and the image and everything, I would love to brainstorm that with you. And the successes that I've had with people that I've gotten on the phone with just for 15 minutes, we just really took away the fear, gave them a concrete plan, they started actually making shit happen, and then they started getting awesome results from it. That's what I want for you. So you could always go to my website and click on work with me and, and fill in everything for the strategy session. But if you want to even bypass all of that, just email me directly, info at themaximmovement.com, and I'll get back to you ASAP, and we'll find a time that works for both of us, and we'll have a chat, and we'll get things done, and we'll get you moving forward, and we'll get you making more money and getting more patience. And it's amazing what can sometimes happen in 30 minutes when you're just brainstorming with someone who holds you accountable takes away all the bullshit and the ifs and the what ifs and the what we could do is just this is what we're doing, this is what you have to do, get it done, show me, and let's just keep rolling. So contact me directly, info at themaximmovement.com and I look forward to hearing from you. Of course, if there's anything else about the show that you would like me to add in, if there's questions, if there's someone you'd like me to interview, maybe I wanna interview you and maybe you have something you'd like to share with the community 
let me know. Otherwise, guys, this is Andrea Maxim, and I'm out. You guys are killer. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Profitable Practice Podcast. Leave me a comment, and if you haven't already, I would love a review in iTunes. Definitely subscribe to this podcast and leave me a quick review. For those ready to maximize your practice, contact me at www.maximizedbusiness.ca.